Moncrief on News Talk. Mairead, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon to you, Sean. Uh, we're back talking about the black grass again, which which sounds very sinister. <laughs> well, yeah, we th- actually it is, it is, and it's it, the, the unfortunate problem with it now is that it's got linked back to something that's very pleasant, which are wildflowers. But we, yeah, we have spoken about the black grass before, and it's an invasive grass that has the same impact on the tillage crop, which is very important crop in the country. It's all the cereals. And it's the same impact, and even probably worse, as foot and mouth disease has on the livestock herd. Now, it's absolutely capable of destroying the cereal crop it's infesting, and it's really aggressive, and it can smother all the other crops that are coming through and cause an awful lot of reduction in the yield coming off the field. Now, we've seen photographs of this black grass, and tillering is, you know, where you can produce multiple stems, and this absolutely does that. And it's very quick to germinate. It comes out before the, the cereal plants and can literally take over. Um, it's, it's moving fairly quickly in the country at the minute. Um, there's, I think Chaga said last year there was a 145% increase in cases. Um, 90 we identified. But that doesn't mean that there was only 98 cases in the country. Um, an awful lot more than that could be there. Uh, but that was up from 40 the year before. So that's a doubling, oh, more than a doubling of the cases. And we have it in all the big tillage counties. It's in Dublin, Cork, Kildare, Tip, Mead and Tipperary. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's really, really troublesome. But now, unfortunately, with, the, with this whole drive to increase biodiversity, and we all know how important the wildflowers and everything are for the bird, little birds and for the bees and for the pollinators, um, it's now been found in some of the wildflower seed mixes that have been imported into the country, particularly from the UK. Crikey. Um, yeah. And now, what, so how do we know that? Because like, there's a lot of effort goes into picking a seed mix for wildflowers and a lot of it has to be done by hand. But what Chag is... version mix of diverse wildflowers and grasses to see what the impact was. And we now know that those seeds were com- contaminated with the black grass and the emerging growth had to be destroyed. And for anyone who finds this grass, um, and you can go on a hashtag blackgrass21, hashtag blackgrass21 to get a lot more. Um, if, if you find it, you have to get remove it before the seeds are set. And in a new development in the last 24 hours on this here, um, Germinal is a big seed company in the country and it has asked any customers who have purchased the wildflower mixes from them to return the product to the shops. Um, They would be wholesalers out to an awful lot of garden centres and home suppliers and people like that. And um, they have identified uh, black grass in a batch of their... um, of, the, of their seeds, their wildflower seeds. So if the seed has been planted, the company will um, have the representatives visit sites on request to, make, to inspect for black grass. So it's um, the, the, the kind of the, the, the weird thing about it all, given how invasive it is and how hard it is on the tick crop. Right. Um, <laughs> well, wildflower seeds then, uh, they're not um, covered by the certification system and black grass is still not listed as an oxious or invasive invasive weed so well, look why it, not well that's now i mean it seems extraordinary 
probably because it's only happened in literally the last two years. Um, and, you know, when you have 40 cases in 2019, maybe people thought they could keep it under control. But it actually, you know, it came in like a lot of imported um, farm machinery may have brought it in on their tyres. You know, and there was a whole fuss about having to have clean tyres if you were importing tractors into Ireland. Well, there's very good reason for that. And also it may have come in through straw. Um, you know, in, when we'd be short straw, we'd be important from the UK. But it is, it's a very, very serious issue for tillage farmers. You couldn't highlight now how serious it is or how rough it is. Mm. And, and they are comparing it as equivalent to foot and mouth disease. So have a good look at, you, you know, loads of people have bought little packs of um, wildflower seeds and they're still sitting in the drawer or on the dresser and they never got planted yet. Have a look at them. Um, and if you've got them from um, one of the suppliers um, for germinal, uh, you can get a refund, return them and you'll get a refund. But if anyone has planted uh, wildflower seeds, and this would apply to schools, local authorities on hedge, you know, on car road curbs and all the rest of it, have a good look and figure out, look, find out what you're looking for. There's plenty of uh, photographs of this online and go and have a check on the area that you sowed and see if there's any of this black grass coming up because it really, really can destroy the tillage the tillage crop in this country and if say but say you say you have a tillage crop and you find the black grass is, is it i assume it's really hard to get rid of it well uh, well you know you anyone who has a bit of ground or a garden or a hedge or anything that they're minding weeds come up very fast through it and um this is quick and it's easily rec it's it's not so easily recognizable when it's new but it's certainly recognizable when it gets gets you know more mature so, like, I, I'm not sure what Chagas did, whether they burnt off the ground or whether they pulled it all up. Um, you know, you can pull grass up very, very easily. So, uh, but the one thing you try and not do is let it set seed. So you get rid of it before it actually sets seed. Yeah. Uh, somebody, somebody says this issue was foreseen years ago. If they chose an Irish origin wildflower seeds, this invasive species wouldn't have gotten a foothold. Wildflowers.ie is the place to get wildflowers. Uh, good plug in there. Somebody wants to know, are Keeling's wildflower seeds affected? That I haven't seen a statement from Keeling's yet, so I don't know for that for definite. Um, yeah, 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 but it's just, I suppose, the, the wildflower seeds, we wouldn't have been growing too much of it here in Ireland. And it has really taken off in the last two years, three years. So, you know, a lot of the mix, you might be able to get one or two or three or four of the, the, the mix that, or, or, you know, varieties that come in the mix. But there could be another 20 or 30 varieties. And, you know, they're being imported. And the potential is that this problem is within the, the packs. But Germinal have, have located, they now know they have uh, trouble with um, some of the seed packs that they have distributed and um, so, you know, if you want to check out if you got it, you can contact them and you can bring it back. The seeds, if you haven't them sown, bring them back and get a refund from your local merchants. Right. Uh, now, uh, all the way from RD to Uzbe Uzbekistan, uh, a load of yeah, sheep and yos. Yeah. Well, I, I was just thinking of the sheep they sent out. And it's no, I know now there's um, Suffolk breeders around the country and they're listening to this because I know they do. And, um, and, you know, they won't like what I'm going to say. But anyway, it's, um, the, it, it's Suffolk, 250 Suffolk yoles. Well, it's actually 240 Suffolk yoles and 10 rams are, are really getting a change of location. They have made their way from Ardee in County Loud all the way to Uzbekistan. 
and um, they're part of a new pedigree breeding sheep program in that country. Um, they had to travel 6,000 kilometers. They were very well seen on the way because um, every one of them completed the journey, completed the journey without any problem. Um, and they stopped off in France, Poland and Russia for 24 hour mandatory stops on the journey. So um, they didn't see that part of the world before. But um, anyway, many of them, they came, some of them came from Kerry and Leitrim and basically from all around the country. And the thing is that Uzbekistan um, is about five times the size of Ireland. And agriculture is awful important. It makes up about 28% of the workforce and a fifth of the GDP. And the Russians kind of cornered it as a country to produce cotton. And it's only since they got their independence in 1991 that um, they've kind of moved away a bit from cotton and started to produce mainstream, you know, sheep and cattle and stuff like that. And um, But they say about only about 10% of the land is actually cultivated. And where these sheep are going is to where they have desert pasture coverings, which covers about 50% of the country. Now, I we keep Suffolk yews here. We have a few Suffolks, but we've also textile and we Van Dien and, you know, we different breeds. But I would not put uh, Suffolk yews. And again, apologies now to the Suffolk breeders. I remember we had a beautiful pedigree Suffolk ram here. And... Um, Oh, we paid good money for him and everything. And it oh, and it was money hard earned, I can tell you. And uh, anyway, we had heavy rain, like this generally happens this part of the country. And the poor ram got himself stuck in it and and couldn't pull himself out of it and ended up dying in it. Oh, God. And Yeah. And um, and all the mountain eos that we had at the time, we used to kind of breed mule sheep. It's a whole complicated thing now. I won't even go into it. But we used to breed these mule, mule sheep. And... Every one of them were able to skip lightly over the dike, but the poor Suffolk ram got stuck in it. So I hope they're well able to cope with this desert pasture that they're gone to. Uh, but anyway, it's it's um it just shows you know there's markets for sheep, and it's see that you know a country like Uzbekistan is starting this breeding program, and and these have worked very successfully in in all parts of the world, and you know produced the the kind of the bedrock of uh, of a national herd. Mm. So I, fair dues to the sheep. Uh, yeah, you because that can get it can get very hot uh, in in those kind of uh, step countries. That yeah. I, I assume they're going to keep them indoors. I well, I don't know that, but I think it's it's because of the the pasture that they have, um, the this amount of kind of uncleared pasture that that's where they would see them hanging out. Um, anyway, with sheep, it really wants their sheared, their 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 grand. They can tolerate quite high temperatures, but um, but anyway, that's where they are from Leitrim and Kerry and Loud over to Uzbekistan, and uh, a new a new job as uh, the founders of the national herd in that country. Now you've been going on about quads for a long time now, but there's uh, there's new regulations coming in on this. Seems to be, yeah. Um, Quads, I, I think quads are, are deadly dangerous. Um, I don't know how on earth or why we don't have roll bars on them and, um, you know, more safety gear on them. I, I really don't because they're responsible for so many accidents. And um, our young lad at home, our youngest lad, damn near killed himself when he was about 16. Actually, he, he, um, he, he had about five different ways he could have killed himself. He could have been killed being thrown off the bike. He could have been killed when the bike hit the dike and fell in on top of him. He could have been killed when his head could have hit a stone inside in the in the drain. The drain was um, very little water in it, but he could have been drowned if it had been higher. 
So by the time I finished pointing out the amount of ways he could have killed himself with his quad, um, uh, and it wasn't on our farm now, I'll tell you, <laughs> but um, uh, he, he, he took care after that. But yeah, quads account for 6% of all work-related fatal accidents. 6% of all work-related fatal accidents. Now, you know, we jump around at 1% and at half a percent of stuff. So, I mean, it's very significant, the number of fatal accidents. Um, and these are the ones, and these are just the, the accidents that involve vehicles over the, the past 10 years. So mm. 6% of them. So anyway, from, from um, this new uh, regulation that's coming in, they want the bike users to will be legally required to wear appropriate head protection at all times. And they'll also be required to up to have an operator safety skills training. And um, so that's it's going through the, 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 the different steps at the moment. But they hope to have the whole the, these new regulations in for later this year. And, um, and and many of the accidents, they involve loss of control with the driver being literally thrown at force from the quad. And, um, you know, it's it, it's 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 now going to be mandatory that they wear helmets. And you're talking about here a cost of 50 to 100 euro for a helmet. And the, the current the quad training, the safety training is 250 euro for a one day course. But look, it needs to be done and, and there probably needs to be more to be done with quads because there's far too many accidents. Um, they're the fatalities, but there's an awful lot of accidents as well. Yeah. And uh, finally, uh, there's, a, uh, there's a new uh, Farmers Mental Health Initiative. That's right, yeah. You know, when you actually think about it, the closure of marts, the church services, the pubs and all the other events, like just even the drama clubs that are operating all over rural Ireland that provide a great outlet for people and a great few nights fun then. But everything that, you know, makes up the weave of rural life, there's, you know, that's all disappeared there for the last 15 months. So there has been concern about the mental health of farmers. And with this in mind, the Irish Cooperative Organisation Society, that's ICOS, um, they've launched a farmer mental health initiative. And um, it's going to begin with two online workshops in June, June the 3rd and June the 10th, from 10 to 10.30 to 1pm in the afternoon. And it's going to show people that they're not alone. And even if they, you know, you know, farming is such a solitary occupation, but it'll help them to recognize and cope with mental health issues. So the course is free. And if you want to take part in it, you can contact info at icostskillsnet.ie. And I have two numbers there if you want to put them up. I sent them in on my notes there to you this morning. Um, if you if anyone is interested there's two numbers there as well that you can free free to call. Right, but ICOS will be um, is is the people are the people that are running it, and it's not a bad idea now at all. Mairead, thanks a million as ever. Mairead, love you there. You are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk. We're going to take a break after that. How if you're trans, it means you're inevitably going to have to travel. Moncrief on News Talk.